0: Hello, you are listening to the CZ of Movies, uh, my name's Colin on the C, joining me as ever is on the Z, hello Zijan.
1: Hey Colin, you know, you've made my day. Oh yeah, how's that? Yeah, I read your blog, oh hey, yeah. you're talking about 2018, and my name was mentioned three times in that blog, so I was very wow. really happy.
0: Well, did you just, did you just search for your name and that yeah, was it? Of course, that's the most important part of it. Let's see, I, I would have mentioned that we went to see Harry Potter.
1: Yes, we did, even though it happened two years ago. It was last year. Was
0: it? Yeah.
1: What?! Wow i bought
0: i bought bought the tickets before that but the the, the actual event
1: really was it just last year
0: uh, it was probably was it april
1: huh yeah. i'm I'm younger than i thought i was
0: yeah um, <laughs> what else did I mention to you that's even
1: better news Colin <laughs> that's
0: great you're only thirty three
1: yeah exactly
0: uh I can't remember what else I said about you I probably said nice things.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, in previous poc- in your previous blogs, I was hardly mentioned. So for the <laughs> first time ever, I got three mentions. So this is a win for me. This
0: is a big moment. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'm looking forward to next year's uh, poc- uh, next year's blog as well, Colin. Yeah,
0: I- uh, at least a dozen mentions. I'm sure. As ever, we've got sidetracked. Um- <laughs> If you are listening to this and not reading my vlog, then uh, you might be interested to know we're going to talk about Mary Queen of Scots. Um, we're also going to talk about the films of Eric Banner. We have a quiz on Nick Hornby adaptations, and much, much, much more. more. Starting as ever with the news, Suzanne. Tell me some movie news. Uh,
1: honestly, like the past two weeks have been like had not much news whatsoever. But this time round, when I say past two weeks, I mean the past two podcasts. We didn't yeah. have a lot of news, but this time round is like it's just blown yep. up. You've got loads of you? Okay. Plenty. I've not got
0: that, I've not got that much but I've been on holiday. So. Oh, okay.
1: Well, um, the biggest one, obviously, uh, the Oscar nominations are in. They are. And uh, two films lead with 10 nominations each which are The Favourite and Roma. Oh, okay. Roma. Roma. Oh, nice.
0: Mm. Um, shall we go? Shall we go? F- I, I, I thought we'd do a little separate section on the uh, on the Oscar nominations. Do you want to go into that now, or do you want to wait till after the other rest of the news?
1: No, we can do it later. That's fine. I was oh, just okay. mentioning as the the it's probably the most important bit of news anyway for film.
0: Just to show that we haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, and they still don't have a host, do they? I <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. we'll 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 dig into that in uh, in excruciating detail uh, in a bit. Uh, speaking of not having a host, Kevin Hart is going to be starring in the Monopoly movie. Apparently, that's happening.
1: He's headlining as well, isn't he? He is. Uh,
0: which I'm assuming they're going to base it in Atlantic City because that's where the U.S. Monopoly
1: was set, isn't it? Um. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not a film that I'm looking forward to, Colin. So it's not. Uh, pardon me if I, I, <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't really care about this piece of
0: <laughs> wow um, I think this could be fun I think this could be uh, really I, yeah I can see a Kevin Hart a kind of a ranks to riches tale he, he starts off in whatever the American equivalent of old Kent Road is and makes all the way to whatever the American equivalent of Mayfair is He
1: goes to jail in the middle goes to jail yeah wins gonna, a beauty contest no came second in a beauty contest Comes
0: second in a beauty contest he's going to be, gonna be uh, he's going to drive a little car he'll probably iron something it's going to be uh, it's going to be joyful
1: it's directed by Team Story who directed Fantastic Four?
0: Which which Fantastic Four? The first two. Okay, well it could be worse. Uh, actually, I knew that. Yes, yeah, Josh Trank. Was there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this this they've been talking about a Monopoly movie for a long, long time. So who knows if this is going to happen? But uh, it yeah. it could spark that whole board game movie universe we were looking forward to. No, no one's looking forward to it. <laughs> After the joy of Battleship, um, we're still getting that Tetris trilogy at some point, aren't we? Uh, yeah anyway <laughs> to more interesting
1: news i don't know why i led with that one to be honest it's quite near the bottom of my list um, <laughs> i have no idea um <laughs> my uh casting more casting news and hathaway yes is to star in the Witches remake yes it's uh it's the book written by Rodal. Um,
0: uh, there was a film version 20 years ago maybe yep it, starring
1: Rowan atkinson was Rowan Atkinson in it? Yeah, he was in it, definitely. In it. And um Angelica Huston was playing the the, the Grand High Witch in that yeah. version. So um it's I'm pretty certain and Hathaway will be playing the Grand High Witch as well in this uh this adaptation of Rodolf's book. Um and it's going to be directed by your favorite director of all time. Oh yes. Uh, Robert Zemeckis. Oh he is he's pretty great. Exactly. You see, I knew that. <laughs> uh, you've seen the first film before, haven't you?
0: No. Oh no. Um, I've read the book many it's, years ago. It's a very dark book. Uh, yeah, we did it in school actually. Mm. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I, I've seen clips from the film. Fairly horrifying, Grand Witches. But no, I've not seen it.
1: No, well, mm. well, the witches are quite horrifying in their own right. And they, they are, they're bald and they don't have any toes if Don't i'm any not toes? Mistaken, I've no for, i've
0: forgotten that okay yeah
1: they do not have any toes they
0: have as, very high noses with large... as the years go by i regard boldness as less and less of a horrific characteristic and i'm more of a sign of age and wisdom
1: <laughs> oh colin i'm so sorry <laughs> to hear that <laughs> uh, is
0: that okay. why you have to beard? yeah to try and get hair where i can mm. uh I don't know why I didn't mention it first. The huge news, the biggest news of this uh, fortnight, of, of possibly since the podcast began, um, it's Tom Cruise news uh, the, <laughs> in our in our Cruise news section that I'm just inventing.
1: Uh, uh,
0: and I know you're excited too. Mission Impossible uh, is getting two back to back sequels: 2021, 2022. Christopher McQuarrie is back to direct uh, both of them and, and write both of them, I believe, as well. Uh, after the the huge success of Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, which didn't trouble the Oscars a great deal, but uh, did very well. So um,
1: what? He, it's probably Mike. one of my, it's top of my favourite films of last year, to be honest. Mission Impossible yeah, but it was,
0: it was in my top uh, top five, I think. Yeah, top it, six. it was really
1: uh, good. But Tom Cruise, 2021, 2022, Tom Cruise will be like, what, 60 by then?
0: 60, and it does feel, I think this is maybe why they've announced, so that he can get kind of get them under his belt whilst he's still... A young man in his 50s, because um, I think he, even he isn't going to be doing action films like this forever. No. Um, and yeah, it might be nice for him to get, well, it would be nice for him to get back into kind of more dramatic roles uh, once he's done flinging himself around for our amusement. Uh, but yes, yeah, Chris McCrory was the first person to direct more than one, because um, they used to go like film by film, didn't they? And then, uh, now he's got two more. Wow. So uh, something to look forward to in 2021 and 2022.
1: I'm excited. I like the last film. Yeah. No, um, uh, although I'm not too sure what other stunts they can come up with now. Like honestly, it's hard to top the one in the last film.
0: Well, I don't know whether this is just rumor or wishful thinking. There is some suggestion they might go into uh, into orbit. Of or course, actually, actually properly go into space. Yes, when um, you when
1: you run out of ideas on Earth, you just leave Earth.
0: Well, I could see Tom Cruise. Going into space. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll do kind of go one better than Matt Damon and actually film it on Mars. <laughs> so that's it. He's going to go go to Mars. Not he's not coming back. That's worth it. Mm.
1: Anyway, um, <laughs> do you know Jason Reitman?
0: Uh, not personally. No. Um, he did uh, Juno, didn't
1: he? He did Juno. Yes, he is directing a sequel to Ghostbusters. Mm. And. Um, he is the son of the original director for the Ivan Ivan Whitman, isn't it? Yep.
0: Yes. Is this the first time someone has directed a sequel to a film that his father directed? Probably. Probably. You can be bothered to find that stuff out. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't ask this kind of questions where you know we won't have the answer for it.
0: Although, speaking of Robert Zemeckis, there is a, a, a joke in Back to the Future 2 where uh, Jaws 20, I want to say, was directed by Max Spielberg, who was Steven Spielberg's son. <laughs> so it's it's happened in fiction, even if it's never happened in reality.
1: <laughs> that is brilliant. I like that. But well, yeah, so this is an actual sequel sequel to the, the, the film that his uh, dad did rather than the Ghostbusters reboot that happened a couple of years ago
0: yeah i i'm i'm as unexcited by this as I was by that to be honest yeah. i i have seen ghostbusters it was fine i don't really i th- i think i saw it too late to be honest how so old are to, you, you inside uh must have been about twenty three twenty four now yeah. yeah. definitely 12. So, um so yeah my I don't have a great love for it uh, this but yeah people but, love it though people do love it and got very angry by the yeah. by the all female reboot um Apparently it's going to be teenagers, two boys, two girls. Is the idea for this one, isn't it? Well, that's the rumor. Oh,
1: um, I've not got. Well, my sources clearly have not oh, specified right. the cast yet. But yeah, go oh, on.
0: This, yeah, well, in which case, different Hey, this is an opportunity, season for you to uh, to start auditioning for Hollywood movies again. Um, I, I know after your disappointment with auditioning for Star Wars: The Force Awakens, <laughs> they, they they're crying out for for teenage teenagers. Um, this could be your chance.
1: Yeah. That. I think that ship has sailed a long time ago.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, oh well.
0: But uh, I, I did you did you see the uh did you see the recent reboot?
1: Yeah, on a plane.
0: Yeah. Um it's I got...
1: like I don't I don't hate it. I I don't see why people are so up in arms about that film. Like it's okay, like it's it's a good film to watch on a plane. That's all I can say.
0: But I don't know how much this is this new one's actually going to be a proper cuz it's well at least one of the actors is dead. Um and uh, I'm trying to remember which one is dead that's very bad of me anyway one of them's dead uh, but apparently I think the Living Ones all did cameos in the previous reboot so yes. I guess they're willing to, to do that kind of stuff but it's, it's, it's yeah it's not going to be based around them is it
1: no
0: but. no um, another casting call that you missed out on Zizhan you're you're not going to be cast as Maria in West Side Story because it's gone to uh, a young, young lady called Rachel Zegler mm-hmm. who is 17 years old uh, is it She's Southern American, isn't she? I can't remember. Exactly. Yes,
1: she's actually Latina, rather Latina. than um, Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, yeah, who's definitely not Latina.
0: So yeah, complete complete unknown. Probably the right way to go with it. Um, yeah,
1: it's the right way to go. I mean, like, what, what? <laughs> you, you you can't pull another another like yeah Natalie Wood again. It's, it's Yeah,
0: it and, and I I'm not familiar with uh with. Uh, other 17 year old latina uh, actresses so is this yeah, selena was, gomez selena, is she latina oh, there you go mm. missed out on her opportunity there uh i'm sure the spielberg will cast well he's cast kids very well in the past so uh, yeah
1: how old is she anyway i mean i she can't even... seven, 17 the actress oh wow uh, that's really young uh it is i'm trying to it recall is. like how young those they were supposed to be. But I guess it's based off Romeo and Juliet. Anyway, Romeo and Juliet were quite young. One day,
0: well, I think Juliet was fourteen or something. Wow, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Uh, yeah, um, that was never likely to go very. Yeah. I don't know how Natalie Wood was, but I think I think the character is supposed to be about 17-ish Yeah, that's okay, maybe eighteen. Hmm. Right. Got anything else? You probably got lots of stuff.
1: Well, Warner Brothers has decided to delay filming of Fantastic Beasts Three. They have, haven't they? Mm. Production was due to get underway in July, but the crew apparently aren't ready to get started on it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because it, so it didn't get a massively positive response of uh, the second one, did it? Uh, nope. So I wonder if it's a bit more script editing going on or whether it's something else. <sighs> well, given
1: that they're planning five films, you would think they 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 know what, what each of the other films are going to be anyway, so it doesn't really matter what.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... You get the feeling from the interview and stuff that no one was really reigning in J.K. Rowling. Well, not reading it, but no one was really kind of... I think everyone was in awe of J.K. Rowling. It's like when she came on set, like, why well, every word was was gold dust. You think, well, maybe they need someone to actually give her a bit of a bit oh. of an edit. I don't know. So screenwriting's not the same as normal.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, it may be a good thing. I didn't like the second one as much as you did, I think. Um, but
0: Yeah, I think I liked it. Well, I liked it a lot, but I recognised a lot of its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um and apparently this is having a knock-on impact on the Flash movie, the, the ill-fated Flash movie.
1: It, and you know what's still happening?
0: Uh, well, I think theoretically it is, but um, this, because obviously Ezra Miller is in both of them, um, this is going to push all kinds of dates around and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure whether it currently has a, a script or director. They seem to have run through quite a few over time, so <laughs> who knows. Um, Christopher Nolan's having a new film coming out. Oh. It's happening in July 2020, and we know literally nothing about it. That's um, such a long time on. It's a while away. Um, well, other than the fact it's been released on IMAX, which is not surprising, uh, but they've, they've announced the, the, the date and nothing else.
1: His last film was Dunkirk, wasn't it? I haven't, I haven't even seen that yet.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it, to be honest, and I didn't love. Um, fact, I really didn't like Interstellar, which which was the one before that. Oh. So I, I used to love Christian Allen, but I think he's got a bit. Uh, Pompous, I would say, in the last couple. Well, I remember the first trailer for Interstellar was just lots of, lots of clips of rockets or something that weren't actually in the movie. It was just kind of like stock footage. Or oh really? I, know, what, I can't what, remember what, that.
1: It's been a while. He was he
0: was very odd. <laughs> um, mm. So yeah, I'm hoping that he can come, just be a bit of a return to form. Having said that, a lot of people love Dunkirk and Interstellar, so it might be a, maybe I'm in a minority.
1: Mm. Uh, more details have come out from Edgar Wright's new film. Oh yeah. Uh, It's supposed to be a horror project set in London, specifically Soho. It's uh, yet untitled. Uh, He's penning the screenplay which has a female lead. But that's it. More details, but not that much.
0: And it's not a comedy. It's
1: not a comedy, no.
0: Which um, will be interesting. Because I think, I mean, Baby Driver, I'm not sure Baby Driver was a comedy. I mean, it had funny moments. And it was edited quite amusing at times. But it wasn't kind of as much a comedy as. The Trilogy, or even um, Scott Pilgrim. So, uh, yeah, I-, I like a right? I'm not sure I like him enough to watch a horror film, but we'll see how <laughs> mm, sure it goes. Another Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Danny Glover is in Jumanji 2, or Jumanji 3, I guess. Whatever the next one no, is. No, no one knows what it's supposed to be. Or <laughs> um, well, Jumanji 4, if you count as your theory, I suppose. Anyway, um, I did hear a suggestion that, uh, so if you will remember the last Jumanji film, it was a Bunch of high school kids getting pulled into a computer game and have that avatars. Um, given that both Danny Glover and uh, Danny DeVito have been cast, there is a suggestion that possibly it's a load of um, pensioners who find a computer game and get, <laughs> uh, which would be uh, which would be a fun way to go. So uh,
1: that, that yeah that, that that's good. That's a good idea actually. Uh, I like that. Hmm. Hmm. Especially if
0: it, I can see Danny DeVito turning into the Rock would yeah be, <laughs> uh, have lots of comic
1: potential there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what else do I have? Uh, well, Channing Tatum may direct the Gambit movie himself. That's not happening, is it? No, no <laughs> one knows. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not making this up, by the way. I'm not, like, pulling out stuff from my... Uh, <laughs> you but... trying to start a petition or something. <laughs> well, the thing is, nothing's happening. There are yeah. No director's been attached to it, and uh, apparently it's, it may still happen, so...
0: I thought, that, I thought that was officially cancelled. Okay, well, good for him. Potential... Really keen to get that movie out.
1: Yeah, I don't know why though. Like, right. I don't know why else he has on his plate though. Uh, oh.
0: no, I don't really know. Do you want oh. uh, Magic Mike Four? Simon would want my brother. Simon uh, is a huge fan of She's the Man, and indeed, uh, was only the other day was pitching uh, She's the Man to or She's Still the Man. So maybe Channing Tatum could do that. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's improbable, but um, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. none that I can think of um, anyway uh, that's all the news I have do you have any more news uh,
1: last one for me Paddington's director Paul King is no longer attached to direct Pinocchio I didn't know he was okay um, he was uh, Tom Hanks was re- uh, rumoured to play uh, Geppetto as well okay mm-hmm. so well, that's not happening yet so no,
0: maybe it's time for Tom Hanks to start directing again it's been a while
1: mm. and that's my last bit of news
0: that's was, let's, let's talk Oscars then I have with me uh, by with me, I mean in front of my computer screen, um, odds checker uh, for anyone who wants to gamble on the Oscars. Uh, my favorite thing is that you can still bet on um, on the Best Actress one. You can still bet on Julie Roberts winning, okay. which is weird because she's not nominated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they've got their, uh, their Oscars and their Emmys mixed up. Anyway, here we go. Best Picture we have... Um, Roma, Green Book, The Favourite, A Star is Born, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Black Panther, and Vice.
1: I was going to say, this is the first time that I've seen more than half the films nominated for Best Picture before the Oscars.
0: Ah, oh, good work. Yeah, uh, I've
1: never managed to do that before because, first of all, the films do come out quite late in the UK. They do. Yeah, yeah So, but surprisingly, yeah, I've seen more than half of them. I've seen five of them.
0: Uh, me too, actually. Hmm. Um which five have you seen?
1: Uh, I, I know. I think we watched the same ones, uh, that, but you watched Green Book and I watched Roma.
0: Okay. Yeah, we've both seen Favourite Stars Born, uh, but you have actually seen Black Panther. Yep. I have Black Klansmen on DVD ready to go. Um, and Vice, I'm hoping to see it. It only came out here uh, on Friday, so I'm hoping to see that soon. So yeah. I'm, I think I probably, if I can bring myself to watch Roma, um, I'll probably gonna get a clean sweep this year, which I don't think ever happened before.
1: That's not difficult though. Roma's on Netflix. I don't see why it would be such a... Huh.
0: Um, how can I put this without making myself sound really stupid? It looks really pretentious and boring. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> um, I mean, it's flipping black and white. Anyway, uh, is that the only
1: is that the only point of contention, Colin? It's because it's in black and white.
0: It just feels like the kind of thing you do when you're making a poignant film. Um, it's just very first play art school. Anyway, it's the favourite to win, so I should probably watch it. Um, indeed, uh, ten to eleven, you can get at most places. Which sounds like it's very much the favorite, unlike the favorite, which I thought was going to be the favorite, uh, but it's slipped in the running. Uh, yeah, this is that, the it'll be huge, huge if Roma gets it because like just by being a Netflix film that wins best film and a foreign
1: nice. language film
0: and foreign language, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, uh, I was going to raise the point like, what criteria, you know, do foreign language films need to meet before they qualify for the Oscars? Because uh, honestly, right, you can. I mean, there must be so many films coming out every day across the world.
0: Yeah, across I think the, to be, for any film to be eligible for the Oscars, it needs to show in LA for at least a week. Uh, uh, something like that.
1: Because um, you think that, that... I'm pretty sure quite a few films could qualify. And like the, the list of best picture for this year, I don't think yeah. it's as strong as some other years. It's I've not seen. a stellar year, is it? Exactly. Um, so... I, I I was just wondering there, like there must be some other films out there and I don't understand why Roma, started, is is the only one on in the best picture.
0: Um, I couldn't. Uh, so what, so is there, yeah, it's probably worth talking about what we think's been snubbed. Is is there anything that you you in particular you thought should be on here?
1: Uh, I think I was su- more surprised that Black Panther is on it than anything.
0: That's a weird, so. That's the big one. isn't it? I mean, it's obviously Oscars were going to do their most popular film hmm. thing and that, that didn't happen and this feels like it's it's a sop for that I mean it's a weird one because Black Panther is the, I reckon the third best Marvel film of last year so it's Avengers Infinity War and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse were both better than Black Panther in my view uh, I think so I,
1: too I think I, I agree with that like, I mean, it feels it's, it's, this ha- it,
0: Black Panther had a much bigger cultural impact and I guess it's there because of that um but yes it's 33 to 1 so it's not going to win um, no, I... but it, it's in there yeah uh, things like A Star Is Born I'm a little surprised that it's still hovering quite so much in contention I thought it kind of had it's moment but obviously obviously not uh, Bohemian Rhapsody we talked about previously obviously it won a Golden Globe mm. but um, a lot of people don't like it but I think it's yeah. It's, again it's, I guess it's one of the most popular films of the year it was one of the top 10 uh, highest grossing uh, did much better than anyone expected to. I think so. I can see why they've put it put it in. Um, the favorite of the ones I've seen, I'd say, is probably um, Green Book. But yeah, I say I'll, I'll watch Roma and see what I think.
1: But so uh, were there anything that, um, were there any films that you think should be in it? The list, then.
0: Well, I mean, if, if I was doing this, I'd put Avengers Infinity War in it, but I didn't <laughs> think that I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Um, Let <laughs> uh, me. People are speaking very highly of um, If Beale Street Could Talk, which hasn't come out in this country yet, so I can't, can't really comment on that one. No. But I know that some people are surprised that's not uh, that's not made it. Uh, I'm just checking my uh, my Codies list um, to see what... Uh... Oh, yeah, um, Bad Times at the El I thought was very good. Mm. A little bit disappointed I didn't make it. But, um...
1: It's a lot of style.
0: And I'm actually I'm surprised that A Quiet Place is pretty much nowhere in the nominations apart from, I think, some of the technical ones and I thought that might have done I thought I might have got a direct nod or something
1: mm. and was it hereditary as well gotten some good reviews I've not seen it what, what's that one sorry um, oh yeah, horror the, film, yeah the horror film it's gotten very good reviews last mm. year and it's
0: not in it as well mm. so it's, I mean yeah I guess you look at this and so Green Rock and Black Panther are both about racism Black Panther isn't about racism but it's kind of a, a huge move forward in in race relations worry. what so it's it's the kind of things Oscar likes to give things give awards to Uh, but yeah uh, let's move on to director Uh, so we've got Alfonso Cuaron for Roma uh, Spike Lee for Black Landsman uh, Pavel Pavlikovsky for Cold War uh, Yorgos Lanthimos for favourite and Adam McKay or Adam McKay um, for Vice and uh, if you want to put money on this Suzanne
1: um, Alfonso Cuaron
0: Alfonso Cuaron is a dead cert
1: it would appear yeah Uh, I'm I'm not surprised
0: uh has he did he win it for gravity i don't remember no
1: i can't remember yeah.
0: uh, again not a not a huge um not so not not an absolutely stellar year for for this but uh, i think spike lee's first nomination i think i'm right I'm saying mm. um so there was a kind of a maybe he would get that for um yeah, just, just got a bit of one of these kind of lifetime achievement type things. Um, mm. I've not seen Cold War. I've so not no, really even heard that. of it. Yeah, I think that was the surprise in there. I, I had heard of it. And again, I think that might be a foreign language one. If I, I could be wrong. Um, uh, but yes, basically, Spike Lee, I think, is second favourite, but Alphonse is like his 1 to 12 here. So he's absolutely yeah, I would, add on, certainly. I, um, I would
1: be surprised if he doesn't win.
0: Uh, yeah, so good, good for, good for him. Um, what we right here? Uh, best uh, actors were Christian Bale, um, Rami Malek, Bradley Cooper, Viggo Mortensen, and Willem Defoe. William Defoe is a slightly odd one that he's, he can't remember the name of the film now, but he's playing um, Vince Mangar in a film that doesn't even. Uh, I think it's called At Eternity's Gate, uh, but he doesn't even have a, a UK release date that film, so uh, that's a bit of a bit of a surprise. Uh, Christian Bale, I've been saying for a long time, I think will win it, but I think. Um, Rami Malik is is running him close after the win for after, after the Golden Globes win. Yeah, and he is very very good in that film.
1: Come well, on. we'll we'll see Weiss next week, and then we can judge which we think is better.
0: Yeah. Um, anything anything missing here? that You thought should be in there? Oh. Some people are saying, um, uh, the of, yeah, Bradley Cooper actually. I think. Sorry, just go the other way. Yeah, he I, was I don't missing
1: think, from the best, best director. Best director,
0: but I, I don't think he really deserve to be in this list I think this is fifth Oscar nomination which seems a lot um, I, I don't think it was bad by any means but I didn't think that was Oscar worthy this one hmm.
1: uh, nah, I, 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 I'm I, struggling to find I, I, I didn't think last year was such a great year for film to be honest it, so. it
0: wasn't one of the all time greats was it no. i tell you what Sam Claflin for Journey's End I thought was phenomenal okay. um, so I'm surprised that wasn't well, not actually not surprised really because I don't think it got a huge audience but I, I'm disappointed i didn't make it mm. uh, but i figure morton was excellent um i think he would be a worthy winner but not that he's going to win it but, um yep. uh, best actress we've got glenn close um for the wife things called uh Levi coleman for the favorite uh, lady gaga uh, for um Star is, born. Star is born thank you uh, Melissa mccarthy for uh i'm sorry you know what's it called no where is a question can you ever can you forgive me yes <laughs> And here's the surprise, Uh, Yalitza Aparizio for uh, Roma. Roma. Um, First time
1: actress got picked up from this, uh, just got picked up by Alfonso to star in it.
0: Uh, Yeah, so uh, well done done her. Um, Glenn Close looks to be the favourite. I think Olivia Colman, I thought, was the favourite because she's picked up um, the Golden Globe and and she's a shoo-in for the BAFTA, I thought. But, um, But Glenn Close, actually maybe Glenn Close got the Golden Globe thinking about it. Uh, anyway.
1: they, they both won for different categories, right? Oh, of
0: course, yeah. Drama and comedy, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a slightly odd one because Olivia Common wasn't really the lead actress um, yeah. in the favourite, I would argue, but uh, there you go.
1: Hmm. But, I, yeah, I think Glenn Close is one of those few actresses that you think should have won ages ago but has not won one yet. And yeah, this and it may feels be a- one way for the Academy to reward her even though no one has heard of this film, The Wife. I mean, it's not gotten any other nominations apart from this, right?
0: uh no i think yeah i i i think the times was offering me free tickets for a while ago i didn't bother so mm. there you go i could have i could have so I've not seen this um emily blunt it was a shame not to see her i think it was probably an outside outside it's shot more but, um,
1: for i think a quiet place than mary poppins
0: okay i'd have i'd have put him for mary poppins myself um mm. i'd have put, i'd have put john krasinski in um both directing and acting for a a place and he got neither but uh um yeah uh, the can you forgive me i i've I quite fancy seeing that having seen these these nominations. I wasn't necessarily gonna bother, but that looks like it's that's good.
1: Didn't Nicole Kidman has a film coming up, right, where she she looks very different from Uh
0: Destroyer, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was quite um piped for the Oscar for a novel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit of a surprise as well. Um yeah, and in fact, Saoirse Ronan for Mary Queen of Scots we'll talk about more in a bit, obviously. But I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that she cause she usually gets an Oscar nomination for her stuff. So, um, so it's an interesting it's an interesting group. I could, I mean, Lady Gaga's not; she's probably got an outside chance of doing it. You never know. Hmm. Uh, Best supporting actor Mahershala Ali for. Um, I'm on the films today. I've seen the Green Book. Green Book. Uh, Richard D. Grant for Can you Forgive me, uh, Sam Elliott for, uh, a star, is for a born. star Is Born. Adam Driver for Black Klansman and Sam Rockwell for Vice. I can't quite believe Sam Elliott's been nominated, if I'm honest. Um, I didn't think he was great and I couldn't understand most of what he was saying.
1: <laughs> is it because of his moustache? <laughs> it's because of his moustache.
0: That's it, best Best supporting moustache. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a big shock for me there. Um,
1: but it's like, I, who who is the favourite to win in this category? Uh,
0: Mahashali Ali um, is the favourite, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think, yeah, one to three, so quite quite. Good. A fun favorite.
1: Oh, it's not back-to-back Oscars. I was thinking it's two years ago that he won for Moonlight, wasn't it? It is.
0: It is, and he's very good in it. Uh, in In this film, um, I say it's getting a little bit of a backlash uh, at the moment, but I thought he was he was excellent. So I can, uh, I can. Yeah, I've not seen Richard D. Grant yet. Um,
1: no, I've not well, seen I've, any of his other competition apart from, apart from uh, Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliot. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: so we'll find out when we see Vice how good Sam Rockwell is. Apparently, mm. he's barely in it, so that's a bit of a surprise as well. Um, I would have liked to see. I'd like to see Michael B. Jordan in this list. Uh, if, they, if they're going to award anything for Black Panther, I'd have, I'd have put him in the, uh, best, in supporting the mm-hmm. best supporting. Best supporting, because I thought he was really great in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, any other anything else you would have thought?
1: No, like I, the, the, this list is very hard for me because like, I have only seen one of the films as well. Yeah, and like it's 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 a struggle for me to find. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I say I really like Green Book, but I don't think it's going to be um, kind of one of on the film theatres. It might be one of these. You look back at Shahar Ali's career and think, did he really win for that? But mm. um, yeah, uh, supporting so actress we've got Regina King or Regina King for uh, If Beale <laughs> Street Could Talk, uh, Amy Adams again uh, for Vice. Then we've got both Emma Stone and Rachel Vice for the favourite, uh, and Marina de Tavira for uh, Roma. For Roma, a bit of a surprise there as well. I'm mm-hmm. pretty more of a surprise there. Um, it feels uh, Regina King is the favourite, um, which we can't really comment on. Mm-hmm. We, we can't see. Yeah, both Emma uh, Stone
1: and Rachel wise were great, though. In the favourite,
0: they were great. I think they'll probably split the vote. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, um, so I can't see that happening. And again, Emma Stone won one uh, last year, didn't she? So I don't think they'll give it to her again. Um, it, I'd like to see Amy Adams win one. I'm not sure this is the one she'll win it for, but she's been nominated a lot of times. <sighs> um. She's great, though. Yeah, it's a bird dress. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought Claire Foy might get a nomination for First Man. I didn't love that film, but um, she was kind of she was in she was being talked about.
1: But I think this is probably one of the stronger categories, though, compared to like the acting. The actors' category seems to be weaker compared to the actress category. But- um,
0: yeah, certainly the supporting. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not least because Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss were the leads, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the Amy Adams one's interesting because I think that's very much a kind of Oscar bait. It's uh, playing a real person in the biopic. And, yeah. Everyone loves that. They do they do love that. But um, again, she's put... Well, we haven't, I haven't seen the film, but she's put uh, in some significantly uh, very good performances over the years. And I'm sure that she's at least good here. Um, those are the ones I've got odds for. Um, very quickly, well, so we've got animated feature. If it's not Spider-Man, I'll be if devastated.
1: It, if it's not Spider-Man, yeah, I'll be so upset.
0: Uh, I was surprised the see Battle of the Buster Scruggs got a few nominations so including Adapted Screenplay I've not seen that one but I didn't think it was Pulling Up Trees but apparently yeah. I,
1: there you go I'm surprised that The Favourite got Cinematography because I hated the fish eye lens oh thing.
0: yeah that was weird yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Roma will get Cinematography
1: yeah it probably will
0: um, If and Roma will get Foreign Language Film yeah Cold War is also Foreign Language Film Also,
1: oh, um, um, no Mary Poppins song appeared in Best Song
0: uh, yeah it did what? Uh, the, the place where lost
1: things go. Oh, it did. Uh, yeah. I, I missed it.
0: Which my brother would be delighted because that was the one he loved coming out. I, to be honest, I thought uh, *Life Fantastic* would be the *Trip mm-hmm. Life Fantastic* would be the one, but um, but, no, *Shallow* has got that one sewn up. I thought exactly. Um, yeah, so, I say *Infinity War* just the one nomination that was for visual effects. I think that's a bit silly. I think I should have, uh, I should have had more nominations. But there you go. Mm-hmm. Although I, the, what I thought might have and um. Lord of the Rings the third one got won all the Oscars basically uh, or won 11 Oscars I, I wonder if they're doing the same thing here they're waiting for Endgame to give it stuff yeah which wouldn't surprise me <sighs> well it? there you go that's, that's the Oscars <laughs> um, so we we will keep you posted I'm sure that this this podcast is your only way of finding out who won the Oscars yeah uh, so we'll let you know um, when that happens sometime next month mm-hmm uh, right, let's move on to uh, to see or not to zed, uh, where we talk about films that we have seen and tell you, the listener, whether you should see them or whether you should not zed them. Um, Zijan, have you seen any films recently?
1: I saw a documentary. Did you on Netflix? Um, the one caught Fire. Oh, about the uh, fire festival.
0: Uh, yes, I, that's that's come off my my recommended list. There's a festival Is
1: that? that never happened. It's um, it's Bizarrely and absurdly entertaining.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of the thing is it's a lot of shadow fright. You see, rich, rich people getting their you know comeuppance. They're spending. Gosh. Yeah, so you you kind of feel very p- pleased for yourself because you see that you know because this fire festival people were paying like um like what seventy five thousand dollars to go oh, to a festival. Good lord. Yeah, okay. these people have the kind of money, and they 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 went to this festival with like um. From you know, Instagram was uh, sponsoring it. Were like, um and everyone was like, "This is, you know, fear of missing out." Fomo, oh, that's yeah. what a new okay. thing is. So everyone was you know into this fire festival. So, so it's very, it was very entertaining to see disasters striking. <laughs> it, it's just bizarrely schadenfreude in, in its glory. Because yeah.
0: uh, I, I seems odd to me that they were, Because presumably they were filming it because they thought it was going to be a great look at our amazing festival, and then it became in a oh, it's all gone horribly wrong.
1: The the organizer is now in jail for six years for fraud. Whoa, okay, yeah. So uh, worth watching, is it? Oh, is that? It's just entertaining, like if you if you (laughs) you like seeing, yeah, rich rich kids get their you're having to go into a tent in a rain soaked mattress. That's it's the best thing ever. Okay, um,
0: I saw a couple of films. Uh, I saw a uh, Split on Netflix, um, which is uh, M Night Shyamalan's f- f- film that turned out to be in the Unbreakable universe. So I thought you like- don't like
1: horror, Colin. Uh,
0: I don't like horror, but this is barely horror. Um, it's more kind of psychological thriller, I would say. Uh, but Glass in cinemas now is the kind of the culmination of those films, but apparently is not good. <laughs> Um, so I was kind of planning to watch it, but it got such bad reviews, I thought I can't bother. But uh, Split is—it's very James McAvoy's excellent. Um, basically, it's a guy with uh, multiple personalities, um, some of which are less pleasant, than others, and one of them kidnaps some kids. Um, and there's one of his personalities is the Beast. Uh, yeah, it's—it's it's not uh, the greatest M. Night Shyamalan film, which I think Unbreakable is a fantastic film. That's that's my favourite of his. Uh but yeah it's worth watching James McAvoy is very good. Apparently he is excellent in glass as well and gets to go a bit further as well, I'll play a few more. Because he only plays like six or seven of the personalities in this film mm. and apparently does twenty something of them in the other in, in glass. Oh wow. Um yeah, I mean it's it doesn't I say it doesn't until the kind of end twist where it turns out to be it's in the unbreakable universe, it's, it doesn't um do anything massively original. But it's it's decent. It cool. Um and I also saw Stan Stananoly um, which is uh, John C. Riley and Steve Coogan playing Laurel and Hardy. Uh, I've heard good things about this record. film. Yeah, so it's they're they're doing a tour of Britain. Um, it's to say after their after their heyday, and they're kind of getting very small audiences to begin with. Uh, and yes, they're both both um, Coogan and, and, and Riley are superb. Uh, yeah. they really kind of um, yeah play those characters very very accurately.
1: They're saying that people they should have been nominated for an Oscars at least. Yes, yeah, so I think
0: uh, I think Coogan has been nominated for a BAFTA, and John C. Riley has been nominated for, a, or was nominated for, a Golden Globe. I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I I could see them. Being, I think the problem is they're both lead actors in this, so I th- I can see why they didn't break that field. Maybe if they had one of them supporting, it would have snuck in. They're very good. The film is is very good. Um, it's very kind of gentle. It, I I don't think you necessarily need to go to a cinema to watch it. Uh, it's kind of a just. Lazy afternoon, kind of watching, and it doesn't get as emotionally fraught as as I thought it might do. Although there are some very moving bits in it. Uh, the problem for me is, so obviously because because it was getting good reviews and because it sounded fun, but I, I don't really like Lauren Hardy. Uh, I don't I don't get why they're still popular to the extent that they are. Um, so there's a couple of clips where they show them like doing the actual um, filming, like they show clips from the films. It's not actually the real films, but it's kind of it's Coogan and John C. Riley replicating it, and you see kind of cinema audiences like. Helpless with laughter, and I'm sitting there thinking, they're just dancing in a circle. <laughs> Why is anyone laughing at this? I don't get. So, um, it's it's one of those weird things that when it's a film about the kind of this this genius, and I'm sitting there thinking they're not good. Um, <laughs> and I'm Flash. sure, maybe I'm, yeah, I'm sure for the time they are, but you kind of get Coogan in interviews, particularly, or maybe probably both of them saying, "Oh yes," and you watch them today, and they're still just as good as ever, and I think they're they're really not. <laughs> um, I just think so. Uh, yeah, there you go. That, that kind of dampened my enjoyment a little bit but it's, yeah it's very good it's worth watching
1: hmm.
0: um, right let's move on then to our main segment uh, where we are talking about one of the films that when we chose to do this was was thought to be an Oscar favourite but not anymore has been almost entirely ignored uh, by the Oscars it probably got a costume nomination or something I'd have thought and
1: hair, hair nomination I think
0: okay um, I, I don't think we'll bother too much on spoilers uh, people know what
1: people who has a history book knows what's going to happen
0: exactly exactly um but you want to set the scene for us
1: so um the the name of the film is Mary Queen of Scots and it's about Mary Queen of Scots it tells from her arrival back to Scotland after living in was it France France Um, and then till her death spoilers she dies
0: (laughs) in Venice the first scene shows her about to have her head cut off so it's not uh, not not surprising.
1: surprising Um, uh, that's it, really? <laughs> that's it.
0: Saoirse Ronan uh, plays the title character. Margot Robbie plays Elizabeth I. Uh, David Tennant pops up. Um, yeah, so as you say, she she grew up in France in reality mm-hmm. and therefore spoke with a French accent in, in reality. Um, but they started to get her to do a Scottish accent in this film. Um, and I've seen Saoirse Ronan in interviews saying, oh, well, you can't do a film called Mary Queen of Scots and not have a Scottish. I just thought it was a really weird choice um, because the first title card tells you that she grew up as an infant or she moved to France as an infant and grew up in France. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the film is about how she's kind of an alien in this land. And, and like, yeah, she's not necessarily accepted because of who she is. And I think, well, a French accent would just emphasize that. Why, why would you not put that in? So I found that very strange.
1: Um, I, I, I put um, for me, like um, that, that wasn't my main, main problem main, with the film. To be honest, yeah, I think um, I think what this film suffers a lot from was that I watched this after I watched the favorite, and it suffers from a lot of comparisons between this uh, with the favorite, as you would, because they are both period dramas about um, queens, with queens about very strong female characters. And I think I mean this film is definitely a more serious take.
0: Yes, definitely, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's. Um, it's only yeah, less dynamic, isn't it? It feels quite slower a lot of the time.
1: It does so. feel quite slow. Um, and I was just looking up the director, um, Josie Rook and this is her film debut. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, cause there, there, there were bits where I, oh, I, I didn't particularly like where it came to this film, and we we will come to this later. But one bit that struck me a lot was she likes to have shots of scenery for no reason whatsoever.
0: Well, if you're in the Scottish Highlands I
1: suppose yeah the that's Scottish. the thing that that annoyed me a lot because it doesn't add to the story and then suddenly you see one big mountain in the middle of the film yeah these kind of things like I mean it could do with better editing I think this film well
0: I th- to be honest, I think that was probably deliberate kind of cause a lot of it is about the kind of the, the, the ruggedness of the landscape and stuff I can see why they did that um, my, my problem wasn't so much the editing as I think so i i said so i didn't hate this film I thought it was fine so I can see why it didn't get oscar nominations me too it just yeah. wasn't wasn't that exceptional exactly the screenplay didn't seem that uh, that phenomenal i think it was it was a little bit kind of um a kind of just a progression through the
1: events um did <laughs> anything else like
0: yeah rather than kind of a, an overall narrative tying things together mm. it just um and I feel that the director just relied on Saoirse Ronan being great. And she is. I mean, she's always great. But it was kind of a lot of, okay, you've got to do the heavy lifting here and make us make us feel this or that. Um, and, yeah, just basically it's just people betraying her and then be- them betraying someone else and then betraying someone else. And um, a lot of sending Adrian Lester back and forth to, to <laughs> London. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do like Adrian Lester in um, other things, but not in this. Well, I said, I've,
0: I've not seen him in anything since Hustle. I think. Yeah, so, uh, I love Hustle. To, though. It's great. Mm. It's great. Um, I thought Margot Robbie was surprisingly underused. I so think she, so yeah. too.
1: Like, what one, one thing was that in both the the poster and the trailer of this film, you think there'll be more of a of a you know dynamism or rivalry between both queens, but you hardly see anything from Margot Robbie. Yeah, I mean, it's very much.
0: As you say, in the posters, and, and particularly, it's kind of shown as a, almost a two-hander. Exactly, yeah. Um, and they even, so they have them meet, and which historically didn't happen, or almost certainly didn't happen. Um, but yeah, you don't really feel that because I guess she's got a few different characters that she's that kind of coming into contact with. So she's got a her, her suitor and her, and her husband and her, uh, her brother and her advisor and things. And you kind of see them all bouncing off her. But I, yeah, I, I thought the bedrock of the film would be those two, and then, well, I mean, I say we're not reading spoilers, but then suddenly you just kind of got the last five minutes is, oh, and then twenty years later, such and such.
1: Yeah, like uh, like part of the film was trying to explore like, oh, these two are actually sisters, you know? They, they yes, feel like yeah, yeah. they feel some kind of kinship because they're both queens of the country, and you know, the 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 men in parliament were trying to overrule her. But apart from that kind of relationship, like I don't mm. I don't see why they should be close to each other in any way like there's there's nothing that you know um emphasizes the bond between these two apart from just a letter being sent by adrian yeah. Lester every single that, so often
0: yes because there was this kind of idea was it? it was going to be all about um yeah your your are woman not in power i'm more in power we're kind of leaned that way but it wasn't really built upon no um as it could have been uh yeah as i said because i think Margaret robbie was was very good with what she got to do. And to honest, I mean, Queen Elizabeth's story is much more interesting, I think. Um, I, I, we've already seen it, Cate uh, Blanchett, obviously, in, in Elizabeth. Um, so I can see why they didn't make that film. But I think that's the more interesting film. And it certainly, it appears to be more interesting development of her character. So whenever we did see her, she did seem to have developed and changed, and I would have liked to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm slightly surprised that hair got an Oscar nomination because some of the haircuts are very 21st century. I was, <laughs> uh, I was like, her, her husband looked like he just wandered out of one direction. It was, uh, <laughs> it was very odd. Um, uh, yeah, so, so I, I must admit, I didn't know all the details of her story, so I didn't know that she had a couple of husbands and whatever else, but fine.
1: But it's like, the thing is, like, Am I supposed to be interested in her story though? Like, is Mary Queen of Scots a very like beloved figure, or as, maybe in Scotland, a, I don't a, know, as a, as a martyr know. or something? Like, cause like, I, I came out from the film not really liking the character of Mary Queen of Scots. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't find her very like. She doesn't show like she's a capable leader in any sense. The only way reason why she's there is because of birthright, right?
0: And, uh. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, down with the monarchy. I, um, I'm with you on that. Uh, if that's what you're saying, I, I kind of, I, to be honest, I felt I didn't, I didn't want to particularly, but I kind of felt the opposite problem that both she and Elizabeth are kind of painted as these these perfect people. They didn't seem to have any flaws, um, and it felt very much a kind of women are great, every single man is a coward and a traitor. I mean, the, the, I can't think of any men in this film who were portrayed sympathetically. um uh-huh. Because, like her, her husband, obviously betrays her. Like, obviously yeah, on that's way night. Is her brother stabs her in the back? Obviously, got David Tennant's King, um, Adrian Lester's.
1: Adrian Lester's much, probably kind the best. <laughs> well,
0: and even he is an adulterer, so it's. Yeah.
1: Uh, um,
0: it just seems, I know the kind of the idea is that this woman fighting, or kind of trying to assume power amongst these these men, but every single man was horrible, and she didn't. I say didn't seem to have any character flaws whatsoever. She was kind of betrayed and trying to do her best by her country and her duty, and all this, but. It didn't seem to be anything that she did wrong, mm-hmm. um, and similarly, Elizabeth was this huge figure of of kind of your duty and, and doing her best. And maybe that's accurate in the round. But I think it would have made a more interesting film if there'd been a bit more uh, flaws to their character. Um, what I thought they did do well was the kind of the sense of scale, in as much as everything seemed to happen in various courts. And I don't know, maybe that's not accurate, or I don't know how accurate it is, but it did feel like kind of the normal peasant life just was completely unaffected by this. They just went on doing what they did, and it was just two people in castles worrying about each other. Which I thought was quite which an interesting. Tends way to of be the case it. anyway. Yeah, and I, maybe it's partly to do with budget, so they couldn't do much more than that, but I thought it was done well. <laughs> Speaking um,
1: of budget, the fight scene was atrocious. <laughs> like, what was that?
0: They like, didn't seem. They didn't seem to spend much time on choreography, did they? No,
1: yeah. it was like like five five people against five people, and that was it. Like, yeah,
0: oh. I liked the idea of this battle for the throne being delayed because they were moving cattle around. That was quite funny. Um, so there's some some cows going the way. Uh, and again, I don't I don't know my history, but at least I
1: don't know how accurate all that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one last thing that I need to point out that I didn't like is the soundtrack. Okay, it's awful. It's really, really, really bad. I, I, what What didn't you look about it? It's It's just so like I, I don't mind the bits where they have this kind of uh, um, you know, Scottish roots in it. That's fine, but when they do all these large mountainous sweeps again, which <laughs> again brings okay. me back to 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 that um the whole one giant mountain in the middle of nowhere, just because. Right. It. it you know, most most times when you have a journey kind of music, it, it slowly swells to a, a crescendo. Okay. This. There's this repetitive kind of beat, which annoyed the heck out of me, I don't you know understand why you have that. So, um, I must
0: admit, I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. Oh, so. it was really bad. Like, I, I had
1: to go back and Google who the heck is the composer for this film right. because it annoyed me so much. Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you really didn't like this film.
1: <laughs> I like Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Well, that's because I like Saoirse Ronan.
0: Yeah. No, I think I think there is definitely. I you know, the reason that I wanted to see this was based on Saoirse Ronan and Margaret Robbie, and the kind of because they're two of the best. Actors of their generation, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, possibly the two best, in fact. Like I mean, I've not thought through too heavily, but it's only way up there. Uh, and yet, yeah, it was a bit of a damp squib in the end. I thought,
1: mm-hmm. um, likewise.
0: So, uh, well, it seems that the academy agrees with us, mm-hmm. and um, this is
1: probably our shortest review yet. It is a any bit. film. Thought,
0: <laughs> this is a uh, this is the problem. This is the problem with um uh, doing doing the kind of Oscar bait films. I guess, yeah, we don't. Uh, have as much to, because we can't we can't we can't now spend time uh, musing on the sequel.
1: Or um, <laughs> <all> the spoilers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's, yeah, no, not really any spoilers. Either. So I've, I've made it through the five bullet points I made about this film. That's uh, fine.
1: We have more time to spend on Eric Bana.
0: Excellent. Oh, I'm not going to spend too long. On that. Anyway, there you go, Scott. um I, I do I did like uh, so both this week and, and and last time talking about uh kind of some non-blockbuster films. But I think we chose. We didn't choose the best, um, no. the best one for this one. Oh well. Uh, yes, hope, so hoping to see uh, Vice this week, which isn't our main topic, but we'll be able to mention that next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, moving on to actor factor, when we talk about the films of particular actor, uh, and sometimes we go so far as to choose a favourite and a least favourite, and it's Australia's own Eric Banner,
1: who has been missing from action for a while now. Uh, yes, I'm, yes. Yep, with like Sam Worthington.
0: Oh, Sam! Well, Sam's speaks making uh, Avatar films. I don't know, I don't know what Eric's doing, but uh, uh, do you want to kick us off with some Eric Banner?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, the Time Traveller's Wife, which I know you love because Rachel I... McAdams is in it.
0: <laughs> That's not an unfeeling. No, um,
1: <laughs> I guess I love that film. Um, I've seen it several
0: times, and every time I see it, I like it a little bit less. It's, it, um, it's weird. Most films I kind of enjoy more as I see them more, but that one is like. Just seems have like less fight, but Rachel McCallum is just phenomenal in that film. Oh, yeah, I uh, think Ar- she's Ar- very, good. Is, uh,
1: very good. I read the book. Um, I just didn't like the concept of it because he literally grooms her to be his wife, which is very creepy if you think about it.
0: Uh, well, that's what she says to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but in, in his defense, uh, when he went and saw her, she, he already was married, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, but still, you know? right? Like you tell a ten-year-old, "Oh, you're gonna be my wife one day," while the forty-year-old guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not something I'd recommend you do. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out fine for them, kind of, of sort co- of. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I think it worked out better for them in the film than it did in the book. But um, Yeah, there's some weird stuff in
1: that book. Definitely were, definitely were. Um, so that's the time Charles' wife. Um, he was in Star Trek, the first one. He was? Where he played I've the Betty. Heavily uh, tattooed. Heavily tattooed, oh, heavily made up. Um it's a, it's a good Star Trek film, the first one. I mean, it, it yeah. gave us two sequels as well. So,
0: well, I think that I was really good, for it and did very well to bring it to a uh, to an audience that wouldn't have watched it otherwise. Because I I would never watch the Star Trek films. That was getting great reviews, and mm. I really enjoyed that. JJ Abrams, and obviously a few years before Star Wars, yeah, one that really uh, pulled on the back.
1: He was in Troy uh, with uh, Brad Pitt as Achilles Pitt. and Orlando awesome. Bloom as. Uh, Paris when Orlando Bloom was big. Uh,
0: Orlando, uh, yes, I've not seen uh, Troy. Uh, yeah,
1: it's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, like Eric Bana was in the height of his career. Orlando Bloom was just finished um, Lord of the Rings as well. So, and Brad Pitt was as popular as ever. So was it Ridley Scott? It- I can't remember. I really can't remember. It's Maybe, yeah. it's it's okay. I I I know I watched it Okay, I can remember exactly why I watched this film as well. Because oh yeah. I was watching uh, when Helsing with uh, Hugh Jackman in it. And Ooh, we, we got so bored, we left and we went to watch Troy. Okay. So it wasn't our first pick, but we just went to So
0: better than Van Helsing is... Uh, <laughs> better than Van Helsing. Definitive, okay. <laughs> um, apparently he's in Finding Nemo. Apparently he's in Finding Nemo. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, Which and, I did see.
1: Which I, I love. Great film. Yeah,
0: it's fine.
1: And he is in Ang Lee's Hulk.
0: He isn't angry's Hulk. Um, he, it's not his fault. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad it's film as it goes. Though. It's not. It's not actually. Well, it is pretty bad. Thinking about it, it's. It's. I think it suffered because it was right at the beginning of the superhero films, and, and no one really knew what superhero films were going to be at that stage. So, Angley really lent into like showing comic book frames and stuff, didn't he? But, um,
1: I like that bit, though. No?
0: I like the comic book frames. To be honest, the first time I watched it, I gave up on it uh, because of the comic book frames. Um, partly. Yeah, I didn't love the Hulk dogs or whatever it was that attacked him. Um, and was it Nick Nolte playing his dad? Yeah. I didn't love that film.
1: Oh, well. Um, that's it for me, I think.
0: Um, I've uh, seen uh, the, the other Berlin girl. He played Henry VIII. Oh, yes,
1: I've seen that. Why did, why mm. did I miss it from here? Yeah.
0: Uh, which I think is a really good film actually uh, Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman so it's a big old Marvel fest mm-hmm. uh, yeah no, it's a very strong adaptation I think it was, it was based on a Philippa Gregory book and wasn't that long after the BBC had done their own adaptation of it uh, but yes it was before Scarlett Johansson was huge I think she'd done a few things so she'd probably done Go with *The Pearl Earring and Lost uh, in Translation but she was, it was back when she was doing period dramas quite a lot mm. <laughs> showing off her <laughs> English accent um, these days more sci-fi uh, I've seen uh, Hannah, um, which is one of Steve Thorley's favourite films, I think. Uh, Your friend, my friend. Uh, which I don't, to be honest, remember him being in, but apparently he was. Uh, and a Netflix film called Special Correspondence, where he was alongside Ricky Gervais, um, as people who pretended they were in a war zone, but in fact they were recording from a flat somewhere else. And it is terrible. <laughs> astonishingly bad film um Ricky Gervais I've enjoyed some of his stuff um but the dialogue in that film is excruciating um yeah I I Ricky Gervais is not a a show don't tell writer he's definitely a tell don't show writer okay gotcha if he wants you to know that a character is feeling at home he will have the character say I'm, I'm really feeling at home <laughs> that's that's how he works um yeah so that that was dire. so that's definitely my least favorite um my fa- I'll stick with Time Traveler's Wife as my favourite yeah my favourite is Finding Nemo
1: because
0: that's great uh, it's I started it at uni after someone told me it was fantastic and I really don't remember anything about it uh, there's some pelicans at some point isn't there oh there's, my god Colin watch it again we're gonna and do a,
1: and a dentist, oh. that a dentist? <laughs> this is by the way the quiz for next time is Finding Nemo <laughs> brilliant
0: is this just to try and make me watch it yes do you think I do research for this? Thing?
1: No, of course not. <laughs> uh,
0: we move on. Oh, no, uh, Actifact next time. Uh, I don't think we've done Rachel Voice, uh in Actifact. No, Act I Act don't 10. think so. So that's what we'll be doing, fresh off the favourite. Uh, maybe she'll even be an Oscar winner. Actually, I don't know when the Oscars is. We'd maybe be close to doing an Oscar uh, winner. Oscars is uh, in February, so probably. In fairness, she already is an Oscar winner. She won the constant going. Exactly. So. Uh, which is, we move on to our quiz, which is film adaptations of Nick Hornby books. And what I didn't realise... Uh, when I saw this, was that Nick Hornby's also done some screenplays himself? Yes. So, um,
1: which films did you choose, Colin?
0: I chose the adaptations of his books. Me too. Excellent. So, uh, apparently, he wrote Brooklyn. Yes, he did, and an Education. Yes. What well a Nick! Uh, I will kick us off then. Um, Tucker Crow is one of the lead characters in which film?
1: Ah, oh, I know this. I know this. I know this. Um. Man, this is annoying me because I've actually... Because oh, as
0: it turns out, there are like six films based on his books. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah. A, it's There are not that many books anyway. So it's not... Okay, I'm going to tell you why it's not. It's not going to be... Favourite Pitch. It's not going to be about a boy. It's annoying me so much because okay. I've definitely seen it. was um, a high fidelity.
0: It is not. It is Juliet Naked.
1: Oh, dang it. So annoying. Um... Yeah, so my first question is, which team replaced Arsenal in the American remake of Fever Pitch? Uh, Boston Red Sox. That's correct.
0: Uh, question two for you. Would you the only film based on a book of his where Hornby also wrote the screenplay?
1: I thought he wrote the screenplay for everything. It must be about a boy. Uh, fever Pitch. Really? I thought he wrote a screenplay for everything.
0: I better check that. Um... <laughs> Let's carry on, and I'll I'll, I'll check that.
1: Question two. The film High Fidelity has its setting changed from London to which American city?
0: Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Question three. The 2005 remake of Fever Bitch is based around which baseball team? (laughs) Boston Red Sox. It is the Boston Red Sox.
1: Question three. What song did Marcus sing in the school show in About a Boy? Oh. Uh,
0: Killing Me Softly. Yep, that's correct. I saw that film fairly recently, so I had to... Uh, I know, that's why I asked you that question. Cause... That's very generous of you. Question four. Who provided the soundtrack for About a Boy?
1: Oh. Wow. I don't know that, because... He's quite big into his music as well, isn't he? So he is. It's probably something, someone British, like... The... Let's go Coldplay.
0: Uh, it's Badly Drawn Boy. Oh.
1: Uh, question four in the film Juliet Naked, what is Juliet?
0: What is Juliet?
1: Yeah,
0: I thought it was the girl. I guess it's not. No, that's um, not her name. Let's say that it is a guitar.
1: No, it's the hit album. Okay,
0: um. wow. Um, uh, final question for you Who directed High Fidelity? Oh. I should have researched this better. It's your favorite director question.
1: Is it? Yeah, I know. I should have researched this better. I clearly have not been paying attention (laughs) since the beginning of. uh, Hmm. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't think
0: of anything. Go on. It's uh, Stephen Frears.
1: Question five for me. This is, I'm going to butcher this. Um, Okay. Tutto per per una ragazza is an (laughs) Italian film adaptation of which of Nick Hornby's books?
0: Tutu pa'una ragazza? Yep. Pa'una probably means for one.
1: Uh, tutu... Tutto. T-U-T-T-O. I'm sorry, all my Italian listeners.
0: I reckon that's all for one. What's the last
1: word? Ragazza. R-A-G-A-Z-Z-A.
0: Something all for one. That's probably Fever pitch.
1: It's Slam. What the hell's Slam? It's one of the books.
0: Uh, well, there you go. A 3-1 victory for me, which means it doesn't really matter um, <sighs> whether or not he wrote the screenplays. I'm pretty sure he didn't write the screenplays for the other ones, because I did have a look at his list of screenplays. Carly, you
1: um, do realise, right, that our listeners like a, a close match between both of us till the end. You know, not do. like a runaway winner. No one likes oh, is, a runaway is that, winner.
0: Is that right? Who likes a runaway I'll, winner? Um, no, well, we kept it fairly close, I guess. I think you should make I, it easier for the think, next three... You, Oh, for the year, yes. Because I don't think you've won any this year, have you, did you? Oh, a, thanks for mentioning that. It's been a tough old 2019 for you. Oh, wow. Um, I'm just looking up About a Boy to see who wrote it. Uh, screenplay by Peter Hedges, Chris Veitz and Paul Veitz. Oh. Huh. There you go. Hmm.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Well. Uh, brilliant. That is the final segment. What well, is our quiz on next time, CJ?
1: That will be on Alfonso Cuaron's English films.
0: Thank you for not making me go and watch Roma quite You have yet.
1: to watch Roma, though.
0: I will do. That's not one of his English films, is it? No. Brilliant. Uh, what is our main topic for next time's one, uh, <laughs> video?
1: 1999 film. It's
0: a good job I prepped you before we start recording. <laughs> oh, what,
1: what? I knew this right from the start, Colin. 1999 <laughs> <laughs> like film. I cannot wait. And we will see you then. Bye.